Welcome into the In the Money podcast for Wednesday, April 12th at Keeneland. I'm Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development, as we take a look at the late pick four each and every day and uh, also talk a little bit more in detail about stakes races, of which there is not one on the Wednesday card. It's uh, three, uh, four allowance races that make up the late pick four. Uh, two starter allowances, and then a non-winners of one other than and a non-winners of two other than. We'll start in race five, four-year-olds and up at a mile and an eighth on the turf, non-winners of one uh, race other than maiden claiming or starter. And I thought uh, this was uh, a race where uh, I wanted to spread when it came to the pick four. Where did you land, Jim? Yeah, I think so, too. And I think one thing we, we need to notice is um, that uh, I don't think there's another track anywhere that would run four consecutive allowance races on a Wednesday. Um, maybe Saratoga, maybe Saratoga in the middle of their season, but I, I don't think so. I have no claimers in this uh, in this sequence is pretty good for a Wednesday. I thought this race was wide open. Um, I thought Zero was my top pick here for Mike Maker and Irad Ortiz. The horse has has been out since September 5th, however. Uh, Maker gave um, gave him the winter off. He's a six year old coming back, and the thing that worries me is that he's a he's had twenty lifetime starts with only two wins, seven seconds and four thirds. So if you're betting the race inside the race, he might not be a bad one to to key second and third. So for that reason, even though he's probably going to be the favorite, I went deep in here. I used um, policy option on the outside for Juan Cano and uh, Bayerano coming off some mile-and-a-quarter turfway races where he's going to be fit for this mile and eight. There's no question he can get this distance. And I learned over the weekend, very painfully so, that you do not sleep on turfway shippers. The turfway horses are live here where they've got good form on that poly track. It's usually carrying forward to uh, either the turf or the dirt here. So um, I think look at turfway shippers this week if you're looking for prices. Dripping gold for should get McGahee and Tyler Gavion is the other potential favorite in here. Uh, can't argue the second off layoff. If he gets back to that 88 buyer he ran at Aqueduct uh, back in November, he's going to be tough to handle. Explosive, uh, the 11 horse for Giroux coming off a good effort at Turfway. And again, uh, the horses that have their foam at Turfway usually hold it here. And then I'm going to go for a long shot, solid country gold for Wayne Catalano. And uh, the cat man, I saw him over the weekend, and he said, my horses are really doing well, and that gone if he didn't go 0 for 6. So he's uh, he's due, and he's a good horseman. And this horse uh, kind of came to hand in the last race at Fairgrounds, and I'm sure he wished there was another Fairgrounds race he could get into now. But the 81 buyer is a lifetime best, and if he repeats that, he's going to be right there at a pretty juicy 15-1 to 1 with uh, Jared Loveberry. So five deep here, very warm, very lukewarm pick is Jarreau for uh, Mike Maker. I took uh, Dripping Gold on top, um, the fourth at a mile and three-eighths at Gulfstream on March the 5th was the second start off the layoff. I thought that was a solid effort. Gaffleyone rides this horse, so I thought that one was uh, the one I would take on top, not a strong opinion. I went for a price next with Iconic Adventure. This horse ran a decent fourth on February 10th at Gulfstream at a mile and an eighth. Got a, a, a solid number. Uh, 81, and then came back with another mile in an eighth race and, and got a 73, so a couple of solid numbers. You get 12 to 1 on Bill Mock for Godolphin with Alvarado riding. And this horse uh, is, uh, um, you know, the last two out of the last three races have been solid. I just think got a shot at a wide open race at a nice price. 
Uh, Giroux, I've got uh, just for the reasons that you mentioned, but I think it is uh, a vulnerable potential favorite uh, because of that that layoff in the race record lifetime. I'm going to use F5, the two for Lynch, first time on the turf, but has a pedigree for it. And then the one spin wheel. It's Rusty Iron and Le Peru, and Rusty always fires for the Keeneland meets and can hit at some prices, and in a wide-open race, I want him on my pick four ticket too. So I'm going to go five deep when we get to the pick four. The sixth race is a starter allowance for three-year-olds going six and a half. I took fight fiercely uh, for Keneally and Saez. The 76 buyer last time at Fairgrounds was uh, this horse's best, and so maybe getting into some good form. Uh, Counterspy actually finished ahead of him, uh, Mark Cassie. Uh, and the 78 buyer figure he got last time was his best. But I like uh, Saez taking the mount on fight fiercely. I'm going to give him the edge because of that reason over Counterspy. Uh, Money Run was beaten at odds on in the last two races, so could be overbet again in here. And then uh, Street Swag, second off the layoff. It's uh, Walsh and Gaffleone, a potent combo. And uh, in a race where I don't really have a strong, strong opinion, I thought that one was uh, worth throwing on the ticket as well. So uh, I'm going to go four deep when we get to the pick four in this race. How about you in race six? I'm only going three deep, and I I almost single money run uh, for the reason. And I know he got beat at the last two at odds on, but uh, that was Jimmy Graham and uh, Brian Hernandez, and now he gets Irad. So as busting is serious with this horse to try to uh, get him back in on his winning, winning ways. And I think uh, money run is going to be in perfect position and could take a wire to wire. He's a lot quicker than the two soft pants, which is the other uh, speed in here. And I think he's going to have uh, get the jump on counter spy and fight fiercely coming to the outside. I did take those two just in case they repeat their last effort and are uh, the equals of Money Run. But I think Money Run's a strong favorite in here, going three deep in the pick four, but playing Money Run on top. Race seven is a second-level allowance race for Phillies and Mares four and up, back on the turf at a mile and a 16th. And this is the second turf race of the day, so there's no all-turf pick three on the Wednesday card. Uh, this race, uh, I thought the favorite looked pretty good in here, Fl- Flirting Bridge. How about you? I thought so, too. I thought that uh, coming off the E.P. Taylor, the grade one, where uh, he only lost by a neck to Rogier, uh, a Chad Brown, uh, she did, rather, a Chad Brown mayor who's, uh, I think, is grade one a winner. And she's been right there in the uh, the last three races that are all graded stakes. And dropping down to allowance to, to make her come back after a couple months off, uh, actually five months off or six months off. But uh, Brendan Walsh is good off a layoff. Uh, Tyler Gaffleone is good with Brendan Walsh. And uh, I, I think this horse is the strongest of the four horses, four races that we look at. This was the strongest single. I really can't see anybody, if she shows up, Nobody else wins this race. Nobody's even close. And we talk about buyer figures all the time. And I believe if I didn't miss something in one of these horses' past performances, this horse is a triple fig buyer horse, which means that the top three figs, this horse has 95, 91, 92, are better than anything any other horse has ever run. So I think even money would be a bargain on this horse, and I am going to single her in the pick four. As am I. Um, I think uh, the class edge is definitive for this horse. The only concern I have is the two for three life, two for thirteen lifetime record. But uh, you know, uh, just the big class edge for this horse, and I think 
I couldn't find any way to beat her. If you want to take a look at other horses, Blissful comes off a nice win. We talked to Cherie DeVoe for the Today at Keeneland show, uh, the trainer, and uh, she said this horse has always trained well, doesn't always transfer it to the track, but maybe the light bulb came on in that last race, which was a first-level allowance win. So take a look at Blissful if you want to go a little deeper. Lady Poochie, the 12, has kept good company or did keep good company at three. Uh, Sister Lou Ann only lost by three in a grade three at Saratoga last summer. So, uh, you know, if you want to uh, look for somebody else, you could try that one. But uh, I think Flirting Bridge will take a lot to beat her in this spot. The last race is a starter allowance, four-year-olds and up at seven furlongs. I think Carmel Chip is going to be hard to beat in here, but I'm going to try to beat Carmel Chip with high heater. Horses won seven times. Uh, you get Gaffleyone. The horse is uh, reclaimed by uh, Bob Hess, the uh, trainer who had this horse earlier and has claimed him back. Uh, Carmel Chip looks awfully good. Uh, the 95 buyer in the first start for the new barn, I read Ortiz. Uh, and then I think it's one of those two, really. If you wanted to go deeper, two worlds would probably be the only other one I would consider in there. But I think it's either High Heater or Carmel Chip, and I'm going to try to beat the favorite with the 10 High Heater. How about you? I thought the favorite was Barnabar in here. I, I think those buyers uh, coming out of Gulfstream and that, that level race, the optional $16,000 claiming race, and uh, I just can't I can't believe a 95 uh, is going to transfer up here. This is a tougher spot, and horses never set foot on Keeneland, and I, I just think Carmel Chip is going to be way, way overbet in the spot. Now, with Irad Ortiz, uh, he may win for fun uh, with him, but I, I'm going to take... Four or five, four other horses in here. High Heater is my second choice for Hess and Gaffleyon. Uh, Two Worlds is the other one that you mentioned for Van Berg and, and Chris Emmy. And uh, the horse comes up is a, a three win, a three race win streak. Two at Turfway and one at Hawthorne. So again, the Turfway form held going to the dirt at Hawthorne, and now he's shipping back here. Got a big shot in here at nine to two. Also, going to throw in a couple of long shots here. Uh, Gormley's got game twenty to one in the morning line for uh, David Cohen. And Eric Heitzman, uh, not really great connections, but this horse at Fairgrounds in a $20,000 starter allowance, which is a better race than this one, obviously, going back in December, had an 82 buyer and only got beat a length and a half. Thought a couple of tough fields the last couple, but it's been right there. If he runs back to the 83 buyer, I think he's got a big shot in here. 20 to 1 is a very juicy price. And the other long shot I like is Vittori Ken, a Brazilian horse for George Bush. And again, go back, go way back in the uh, PPs, and this horse is capable of running uh, in the 80s. Um, has not won, run much on the dirt, and is 10 years old. But Vittori Ken has got a little back class in here, and, and got just got claimed out of a race at Turfway. And uh, maybe this horse steps up at 15 to one. I think if you beat Carmel Ship, a lot of horses have a chance here. And I had plenty of money since I singled the third leg, so I'm not spending too much on a big four. Well, pick four ticket. Uh, I'm going to start with one, two, three, eight, ten, with six, seven, eight, nine, with eleven, with one, ten, and just a twenty dollar ticket for a fifty cent bet. I think that's probably the cheapest one I've ever given out in our pick four tickets. How about you? I differed a little bit in the first leg, so you may, if you're serious about following us, you may want to go deeper than even even five because I've got three different ones than you've got. I've got three, seven. 8, 11, 12, with 6, 8, 9, with 11. And then I went deeper in the last race using five horses with the uh, 1, 2, 7, 8, 10. 
and that's a 37.50 ticket. I don't think you're going to get rich on a late pick five simply because the 11 horse is so strong, but um, it'll pay better than you think if you catch a couple long shots. I have uh, handicapped ahead for the Thursday card, and I like several prices in there, so hopefully it uh, you know, plays out to where we'll get some prices. I just don't see uh, a lot on this Wednesday card. Maybe I'll be wrong, but I think it'll be a little more formful, so if you have a spot where you think you're really dialed in, uh, maybe press that opinion a little extra hard because uh, that might be your, your best strategy on uh, the Wednesday card. We'll be back for the next edition of the In the Money podcast to handicap the Thursday card at Keeneland. Good luck, everybody.